now listening to the Seventh Rounders. episode 27 of the seventh rounders today we are brought to you by uh foot cream you'd use for athlete's foot um i had a little issue uh started last thursday potential ringworm scenario on my hand um i held off hoping it would go away it hasn't so today i I, uh, reached out to the doctor uh mrs powers and she said you know that little cream if you got athlete's foot Rub a little of that on there, put it, cover it up, uh, should go away. So I'm between, it's between, um, ringworm and what's the dry skin condition called? Eczema. Eczema. That's what I'm between. I don't know which one it is. So, um, place your bets. It's either one, uh, it's a little dry circle on my hand. Don't know how I got it. Maybe just not showering enough or something. Um, but it happens to the best of us. That's uh, it's quite the way to start episode twenty six, Chad. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. It's quite John, the way. Wow, dude, time's flying. As you John's can see. already a lion. We've barely started. We're a minute <laughs> ten in. John's lying. You know um, why I'm lying, dude? I am just not. I I am not in the right emotional state. I've been compromised for this for the taping of this episode. Finished Stranger Things. Cried a cute little bit. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to own it. You're Hand a man's up. man. You'll admit it. Hand up. I teared up a bit. I did. That's an understatement, too. See, Billy's you know, not that emotional. Like, I don't really now give listen, a crap now about listen, Billy. Now listen. Now listen. Now listen. No spoilers. That wasn't no. really a spoiler. That was just no. an emotional opinion towards a character. But no spoilers yet. No, we're spoiling. Jay, bleep that out. Bleep that out. Yeah, he's going to bleep that out. Um... <laughs> Anyway, so I'm emotionally compromised. Just expect, you know, a handful of, of shakeups here. See, I want to, I want to uh, propose yes. the question: Where do you rank Stranger Things all time as a television series? Two. Wow. Dare I ask the what office, one is? Yeah, the I was gonna guess. Wow. And I'm not a. And I watched The Office when that thing came out on TV back in like 2007. I don't even remember when the first season was. Watched it on the. The couch every, uh, I believe it was Thursday nights on NBC. It was with like 30 Rock. I'm, I'm an OG office. Probably seen it six or seven times through now. So let's do top three characters in Stranger Things, all of us. All if right. L's not in your top three, that you're, you're just an idiot, number one. Uh, how, do no you not love, how do you not love Nancy? I mean, one of the most, one of, my, one of my biggest crushes, crushes ever. Yeah. Yeah. She looks phenomenal. She just has the cutest nose I've ever seen. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like I just want to do the thing where you pretend like a little kid, you pretend to take their nose and have it between <laughs> your fingers. She has the cutest gosh damn nose I've ever seen. Uh, right, if, if any uh, any girls are listening to this trying to get married to Chad, you might want to go see a uh, plastic a surgeon about getting your nose uh, fixed up. And then, uh, I mean, I love Dustin. He's got to be my number three character. You know who I actually dis- – I, I don't like Michael. I think he's such a little prick. Yeah. He, he doesn't do anything. He gets yeah. the shit beat out of Dude, him every single time. I think if – I agree. I love that list. That's a great list. I'll switch it up for just to be different. Hopper's my favorite. I mean, he is. He is. Yeah, are we just leaving Eleven out? Because like she'd probably be number one, obviously. But well, I put her at my number one just because she's the goat. But all right, I'll be different. She's. I feel like she's just on her own. She's on a different level, you know. Well, she she it's is. Like, the saying, TV it's like putting show. Michael Scott. It's like putting Michael Scott yeah. as your number one. It's like that's obvious. So I'll say Hopper, Steve, and Dustin are my top three. Steve, very underrated. I love Steve, dude. It's because you had to grow into him, dude. You had to. You had to grow into him. You hated him at first. Everyone hated him at first. And Good now guy. he's scooping ice cream, saving the world. You know, incredible dude. A Pretty sleeper, a sleeper that you two didn't mention, Max. I really like Max. Yeah, the little, the little redhead. Yeah, she's pretty dope. Yeah. Well, Great but- show. I would also have to rank it in my top three. I think Game of Thrones might be the one of the few TV shows I have ahead of it disclaimer i have not seen the office all the way through uh, it's on my to-do list i'm gonna get there 
Joyce is really annoying, I will say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you you know, you get it. She's like, you know, I like the uh the bald guy, bald eagle, dude. I like him a lot. And I really love Smirnov. Smirnov actually could have been my favorite for a few episodes there. I love that motherfucker. That Russian son of a bitch, dude. I love him. I hate it. I mean, I love him. We won't we won't get too much into yeah. it, but uh he's he's a nice Stay character. I, I like him as well. The Byron's move. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to go in and say where you can find us because John almost decapitated me after I did that last episode. So that's over with. Um, but uh, I will say, check out the website, you know, we have articles going up every week. So if you're looking for, um, a little more content, not related to the podcast, uh, take a look there. We got stuff, not just on sports, but a little entertainment. Uh, we're going to have an article up on stranger things in the coming days, so if you have a chance, you know, lunch break, just a little need a break during the long work day, jump on over there, take a gander. Um, but let's get into um, we haven't have we chatted since the Westbrook trade? I don't believe we have. I don't believe we have. That was Thursday night when I was drinking a few sodas at the <laughs> so- bar. Let's and like, then we, we repeated the trade like 25 times. Every time it flashed breaking news on the ticker, we just screamed, oh, my God, Russell Westbrook's going to the Rockets. People uh, probably didn't love it, actually. That's Let's, what uh, adult <laughs> beverages will do to you. Yeah. You, know, you just forget yeah. things. Let's start Multiple with Connor. Picks, dude. Yeah, let's start with Connor, the uh, a Westbrook fan, uh, longtime Westbrook fan. Um, give me uh, your thoughts on that deal. I mean, I think it's honestly a win-win for both teams. Um, you know, you look at Houston, it was obvious that there was some problems between CP3 and Harden. It looked like he was going to be out anyways. Um, so you move him for, I don't think it's an overstatement to say Westbrook's a top 5, 10 point guard in the league right now. Um, and arguably one of the most exciting players in the league. So you move him for him. Um and I mean, him and Harden have played together before, so I'm actually way more optimistic than your, you know, your average fan about uh, them working out together. I don't think it'll be an issue. I think they both wanted to play together. I think Westbrook has the ability to play off the ball if he has to. We'll definitely get Harden the ball. Um, and then in terms of the uh, the Thunder, they were clearly in a rebuild, so why not pick up uh, a guy like CP3 as well as a couple draft picks? Obviously, with the intention of moving CP3 either now or at the deadline. Um, really think it works out for both teams. Worst case scenario, the Rockets lose to lose in the Western Conference playoffs again, which they would have anyways. So um, I don't really see a problem with it on either end. I actually listened to uh, Mike D'Antoni. Um, he was on Woj's podcast yesterday talking about the trade and he actually said um, with his experience coaching the Olympic team that if two star players want to play together, they'll kind of figure it out and make it work. And I, I truly believe Harden and Westbrook want to play together. Um, the one thing I will say is I'm disappointed Kevin Durant's not playing on the Warriors next year because I think that Rockets-Warriors series would have gotten heated. I think Westbrook yeah. would have been like throwing yeah. punches, Harden's going off. I, I That would have been must-watch TV for me. Um with that being said, I don't think the Rockets win the Western Conference, regardless. Do you think I they agree. try and do you think they try and deal Capella at the deadline for uh, another, let's say, elite score? Because it's no secret that they were trying to deal Capella throughout this offseason. Clearly, they're of the mindset that centers are not going to get you far in this NBA landscape. Um, so, do you see them trying to deal a? Um, a Capella for maybe like a Kevin Love or so, something like that. I don't think so, just because I think the idea was they're either going to move CP3 or they're going to move their other pieces. And I think since they moved CP3 um, and got Westbrook, you see how well Westbrook plays with Steven Adams in OKC. So I think he needs that that big man that can roll to the hoop and you know catch catch lobs, set good screens, run the floor. Um, so I think at this point, their roster is pretty much set. With that being said, if the first half of the year is an absolute disaster, then I think they're they're probably trying to move almost everyone except for Harden. Um, but I think their roster is pretty much finalized for the time being. I, I don't think they – I don't even know if they're a top three team in the West, though. I was just going to ask, do you trade. think – because we, we did the top four teams last week. Would you put them in for – none of us had them in there. Would any, Would you guys put them in? I wouldn't yet. 
Honestly. Well, I, I mean, I was looking today. The, the Clippers have a combined 11-time all-first NBA defensive team players on that team. There's no question in my mind they're the best team in the West right now. The Lakers did a very good job of filling that roster after Kate, uh, AD oh, yeah. and, and LeBron, so I would easily put them at number two. And part of me thinks that the Nuggets, uh, the Nuggets, uh, Jazz, and Trailblazers could all still be better than the Rockets just because I of the young cores they have there. I and think they all are. People are sleeping on the Warriors still, but like they're going to be in it regardless. Do you see the uh, Warriors owner, uh, his comments essentially saying we wouldn't have si- or signed or um, what's it, D'Angelo with Russell, D'Angelo Russell? If, yeah. with, uh, if they had the intent of flipping him immediately? Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, what do you expect the GM to say? He can't come out and just say, hey, we're going to move him as soon as Clay Thompson comes back. So I, I think part of that's a bit of a smokescreen, although... I don't think they're as eager to trade Russell as the the media has been reporting. You know, he got traded, and it's the media immediately said, "Oh, he's getting traded as soon as uh, Clay comes back," which I don't think is the case. I would like to see Curry, Russell, and uh, Clay on the court all at the same time. I mean, Clay's that tall could enough be to elite. play. Clay's yeah. tall enough to play at the three. So that that would be exciting. That reminds me of uh, back in the day in the two K days. Me and Mike Rodriguez rivalry, and I used the Suns. It was like the 2012 Suns. They had Drogic, Eric Bledsoe, and Isaiah Thomas. Deadly threesome of guards. Yeah. So that's what that reminds me of. You know, obviously, maybe a little bit better in real life, this one, but I mean, they still have the Polish. Did they still have the Hammer, Marcin Gortat? Was he still on the Suns team? The Polish yeah. Hammer? Yeah, did he I He was say a him? great 2K player. No, I can't you didn't. remember actually. No, I think it was I think it was when Plumlee was the center. Oh, it was he probably was just there. after he got traded, like that game. Wild stuff. So speaking of 2K, uh, we had some video game ratings come out, both Madden and 2K. Anything stick out for you guys for either of those games that you wanted to hit on? All oh. I know is Ma- the Madden ratings. I know Connor's going to get into it a little bit more. The Madden ratings are real harsh, though. I felt like, and there was a lot of flat, like. I think Mitch Trubisky was a 75 and people were losing their minds. Yeah. Well, the the thing the thing I don't like what Madden did is you have to stay consistent, right? So I've seen already like 5 to 10 players that they're not elite per se, but they're in the upper tier of of better at their position and these guys have they have worse ratings than they did last year. Mm-hmm. While at the same time Madden gave out I believe a record number of 99 overalls. So I really don't understand what they're doing. It seems like they just like basically fucked over all the skilled position players and then they yeah. they juiced up the linemen, which yeah. I, I don't like at all. I mean, it makes no That's a good sense. Point. Chad, I think the worst one that I saw has been Xavier Howard in 82. He's the top five corner in the league. They gave him an 82. Yeah. I yeah, also I wanted to talk on corners. Richard Sherman's a 93. The dude can't even backpedal anymore. Yeah. What is that? He's actually bad now. Pretty for the bad. He's, bad. he's a 93. He's a 93 overall. He's higher than Howard Peters. Howard's yeah. an 82. That's in, like, I don't know. Listen, I have nothing against DeAndre Hopkins, and I he's probably the best receiver in the NFL. You can make the case for Julio. I'm fine with that. But to have Hopkins at a 99, I, I think there's other guys that are more deserving of a 99 than Hopkins, personally. Are you saying at other positions? Yeah, yeah, not at wide receiver, but other positions. Like, did Von Miller have an off year? Like, I would put Von Miller at a 99 before I'd put DeAndre Hopkins at a 99. Uh, I think Von, I think it was just more so the Broncos were kind of bad last year, so Von didn't I'm get not a, even. A I'm chance. not even mad about Hopkins 99. Guy didn't drop a pass. He was unbelievable. The, He's the like other, a poor man's Jerry Judy. Other thing that really pissed me off Earl Thomas played how many games last year? Three? Four? Don't know. And I think he's, what, 32, 33, something yeah, like that? Yeah, he's old. He's old. He's the highest rated safety at 95. The dude has one leg. What are we doing, Madden? What are we doing? I was Fired surprised. Up. I was surprised. Well, I don't know if I was 
So obviously, so Gurley was the highest running back at, was he 96? He was a 97, I believe. 97. And I'm fine with that. I just like all the stuff he's gotten this off season with the arthritis. And I don't know, from a fantasy perspective, he's not in the first two rounds anymore. I'm surprised, you know, that health concern didn't go into it more. Um, and have I, I I thought it would be Saquon and Zeke would be the top two overall running backs and maybe Gurley third. So that that order kind of surprised. They're just me. I think this like the big name guys are just getting boosted as well. No like, one's whatever. heard of Xavier Howard. Like going back yeah. to that one, I think that goes into it. I think yeah. Like exactly. there's no do the, do the Madden Raiders do they do they uh is it a lack of research on their part? I think are they it's maybe a lack unqualified? Of they I might be unqualified. unqualified. Yeah, I'm directly calling out the Madden. Can we file a rating. class action lawsuit <laughs> yeah. against Madden? Yeah. For these ratings? The other thing I, uh, well, the thing I wanted to say about Todd Gurley is it would not surprise me in the slightest if Madden put in some weird backdoor where, like, his injury rating's like a 20, but he's a 97 overall. So basically, like, any time he gets hit, he's just injured. That would not surprise me at all. Yeah, it's like in, in uh, the show where, like, Max Scherzer's like a 97, but you do a dynasty mode and literally the next year he's down to an 83. I'm like, the dude's <laughs> going to be good for the next till he's 40. Yeah, he's down to an 83 in 2019. So uh, I can't relate to that. I don't have a PS. The other rating that really Whatever. upset me was Aaron Rodgers should not be. I believe he was the sixth. He's a 90 rated quarterback. He's a Marzullo 90 was- overall. Philip Rivers is the second highest rated quarterback. I get he had a good year. The guy, I don't think he has won a playoff game in his career. And I get he had a good year, but I really don't think he's won a playoff game. And I think the past couple of years have been a product of him having one of the best rosters in the league to play with. That's so that really tweaked me out. And I love Matt Ryan, but the fact that Aaron Rodgers is only a point better than him is is pretty blasphemous to Aaron Rodgers honestly oh, yeah I agree stupid right, well moving I over won't to buy uh, it again this year I didn't buy it last year so whatever see with Madden you gotta wait until you get through that initial period of the season and then they just cut the price because no one bought it and then you just scoop it up for cheap we've been good on that I mean me and you I know we got we yeah. got some games for like five bucks which is great yeah it's pretty incredible but moving over to 2K, I did see some ratings briefly. Um, the highest two rated players are Kawhi and LeBron, which absolutely makes sense. In terms of, of where Madden messed up with ratings, I think 2K is always pretty solid with theirs, um, to yeah. be honest. The highest rated rookie was Zion Williamson at an 81. I believe John Morant was a 79. Um, a, a crazy thing I did see, though, is when Giannis first came into 2k i believe it was 2k 14 he was rated as a 60 overall mm-hmm. and he's now up to a 94 or a 95 i believe it's development man speaking of, of Giannis, he he came out recently and he said he's only at 60 percent of his full potential i just want to hear your guys's thought on it like what what can he get that much better at besides a jump shot I mean, I said it last last episode. I believe I was like, "This guy's gonna have a monster off season, a monster next season." He's he's gonna get a lot better. It's gonna happen. He's but definitely 60%? not a percent. You're telling me he, if he if, is so much shooting, he needs to work on. Among he's at ninety percent. I don't think he's gonna become that much better of a shooter. If he's at sixty percent and he reaches a hundred percent, I will tell you right now, he is the greatest NBA player of all time. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Chad, you seem anyway. so enthused and excited. What's oh, on your I was mind? Actually... Talk, talk to us about it. How was your turning stone? A little golf last night. How was it? You went real late. Um, well, I'll keep this story short. The first night, uh, it's a bunch of like friends and family we go with, and there's. I want to this... say, does it? Do you not realize Chad seems to party with dads a lot? It's like yeah, yeah. multiple yeah. times. At I this like point. dads more concerning. than people my age. I think. I was, I was, um, uh, what was it? Saturday or Saturday afternoon match. The, these two guys that were playing with us essentially blacked out on the course. Um, and I was playing against them and we get to the 15th hole and we like drive up there and there's these woods you have to drive through. And like, we lost those two guys and we waited like 20 minutes and they never came back. 
So we just finished playing and we were in the parking lot having beers afterwards. And one of the guy walked back from the 15th hole and the other guy came back on the cart face all bloody and he hit speed bumps and fell out, went flying out of the cart. So turning stone security came They're like EMT. They're like bandage him up. And then he just fucking takes off running. I'm in the parking lot. I turn around. This guy's in flip flops, bandages on his face, just takes off running. And you knew this guy? uh, Yeah, decently well. He's a cop. On top of it all, he's a cop. Dude, how did you not tell us about this sooner? What the Uh, hell just happened? That sounds like a... That sounds like a like a short movie that's submitted in like film festivals. It was one of the most unique experiences I've ever been a part of. What, what did uh, what did Mister Messier have to say on the uh, matter? He kind of loved it. It was, it was he, he he thought it was a riot. He's like, in the twenty years we've done this tournament, I've never had two guys like just disappear on the course. Like I I got done and they like want our scorecard and I'm like. Literally, the two guys we were playing disappeared after the fifteenth hole. Like I don't know where they went. I, I had no happens. idea. Yeah. So yeah, you uh, got to keep an eye on him. He might, he might yeah. be trying to take over the town. That's scary. Wow. That's cool. Well, what'd you shoot? Um, 84. Wow. Okay. It's not terrible. It's actually many very good. Yeah. No mulligans, no mulligans. Wow. Decent golfer. Can can you explain something to me as a kid who doesn't golf as much as I should? How do the uh, the handicaps work? I've always so, been curious. On a lot of um, golf courses. So the app you use, it's called Gin, and you you put your scores in it, calculate your handicap, and most you do it through the course. If you're a member at a golf course, they uh, create a Gin account for you, and you just download the app. Um. So essentially you go out, let's say you go and shoot a 90, you put that in, that's going to equate to an 18 handicap, your 18 shots over par. Okay. So it's going to then go. So once you start putting scores in, it calculates your handicap based on the 20 most recent scores you've entered into the system. And, uh, from there it's going to, it doesn't calculate a handicap. It calculates an index. So let's say my index is a 15. That means when you go and play another course in a tournament, um, you're going to take the the slope or the rating of the golf course you're playing. You're going to put it into your gin system. And based on your index, it's going to calculate your handicap. So if you're playing a harder course and you're a 15 index, you could be a 17 or 18 handicap. And vice versa. If it's an easier course, you're going to go down. Uh, so that's... Long story short of how it works, but it takes your 20 most recent scores. Yeah. And what's the idea behind that? It's trying to just like even equal, out equalize so, the playing field, basically. Yeah. So like in the thing we had, we had guys that on average shoot 105. They're bad golfers. Then you have guys like my dad, who's right around 75, 76 every time out. So it try So it makes it fair. So when you play each other, uh, if this really bad golfer is playing my dad he's gonna get 15 to 20 strokes uh in the match just to even it out so that it's close i guess that is uh i don't like that so your dad essentially has to like me who are not as good at golf when i shouldn't be rewarded for being bad so your dad essentially has to shoot like 20 strokes better to win the matchup yeah so let's say a guy is a, a 20 index that means at the course we played, he was probably 25 handicap. My dad is a six index, which was a seven. So you do 25 less seven. So he, the guy he's playing, it gets 18 strokes. So that means each hole, 18 holes, each hole he gets, he gets a stroke. So say my dad pars it, the other guy bogeys it. Uh, it's a tie because that guy gets a five for a four. So say he only gets nine shots. It's the nine hardest handicap holes on the course that he gets a stroke on. All right. Okay. All right. That makes sense. You cool. got it, Kyle. Because I'm, I'm just. <laughs> I did want to uh, mention something. I had no intention of talking about this tonight. I actually didn't even know it was a thing, but I got an alert from the New York Times at f- about 30 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, however long we've been talking. 
And it's a story about how Kim Jong-un, the supreme leader of North Korea, smuggled a $500,000 bulletproof Mercedes into North Korea that he now drives. And I just want to say, what the fuck? <laughs> that is I mean, one of the most ridiculous stories on, I've, I've ever heard. You know, he, he's probably listening to this, so now they're on to us, Connor. Thanks. Thanks, man. You know he's they've listening. Got, they've got, got some opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I Connor, just downloaded the face app. He's probably in charge of it. He's probably he's, now he's accessed all my pictures. He knows what I look like, knows where I live, and knows this is happening. Connor, face app, that app's hilarious. Yeah. I saw AJ Dillon favorited one of your tweets today. Yeah. I mean, I think it's blasphemous that he, AJ Dillon, for those of you who don't know, is going to be a junior running back at BC. He's been a first team all ACC. First-team All-ACC member the past two seasons. And he's going to be a junior. And the, and the fact that, that, that um, you know, Matt Moore, or Matt Miller, that's his name, right? Yeah. The fact that Matt Miller has the audacity to not include A.J. Dillon in the talks of, of the next great pro running back is, is ridiculous. He, I mean, he's improved his passing game, or his receiving game. He's... One of the best rushers in the country. I get he, he was hurt last year, but come on. The disrespect. I was upset about that, but I was fired up that A.J. Dillon favored my tweet, of which I, quote, tweeted the article and said, the disrespect, tagged him, SMH, which means shaking my head, for those of you that don't know. Then I said Heisman with two emojis, soon, with the exclamation points. I was fired up to see that alert. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, my. It's a big day for you, man. Who's Dude, the most I, famous you drink, person? You drink you your water, get all rehydrated from your uh, everything that's gone on over there. Who's the most famous person you had? Trying. Favorite retweet or respond to one of your tweets. Um, oh man, I mean, I haven't oh, had no. like that many famous I'll people. I'll say the, the most tweets. notable is every time Stu Finer gives me a like on a tweet, <laughs> three or four times now. He kind of loves me. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like I've. I've had an interaction with a more famous person than AJ Dillon, but I, I'm I'm struggling to think about it right now. I had um, Gurley and Phil Hughes are responded to my tweets, so I gotta give it a. What did right you there. possibly say to Todd Gurley? You're forgetting. You're uh, forgetting about. You're forgetting about Ocho Cinco entirely. You met the guy. He was on your plane. Oh frig! I forgot about that. Three way. It was uh, 2016. It was a Duke-Syracuse game, and Gurley's a fan of Duke and Syracuse, so I said, Cuse Nation tonight, and he responded, like, most definitely or something like that. I was kind of – I I had a moment. I had a moment. And that's where you were, you were teleported into another dimension. Yes. Erotic. Very, very much so. John, All right, well, hand. I have the key to success here. Um, who do you, you think have the key to, you that, have the key to 20 questions don't you I do do you want to do that first or do you want to talk about the open what do you want to do Chad balls let's in your court Dora or Dorpy let's do 20 questions Dora oh you're feeling you're feeling frisky I'm feeling frisky I have it already I've been thinking about it for a few hours now and okay. I'm ready to go What's let the, me get a uh, let me summon a pen real quick hold on what are, what the, are the current stand is it two zero zero? I believe yeah, I got back to zero. Yeah. I do have two. I am in front. We're playing to 10, folks, if you had forgotten. And I am uh, not prepared. Not prepared. I'm not prepared, but are you prepared? You guys can start going. I'm ready. Connor, you want to go first or second? I'll go first. Okay. Is this, uh, this person a male? Yes. Is this person an athlete? Yes. Does this person play a contact sport? I'd say so. Is this person a... That was a bad question. <laughs> Not is, really. Is this person a football player? No. See, by the way he said that, I'm thinking either basketball or soccer. If he's referring to baseball as a contact sport, we're going to have some issues here. Is he is he a uh, professional basketball player? No. Professional basketball player? Still no. <laughs> um. 
Is he African American? Yeah. Okay. Is he under the age of 25? That's an excellent question, to which I will fire up, whisp the Google machine, and look that up. This uh, is Mr. Oh, did I just give away? Blank, over or under 25 years old. He is over 25 years old. Shit. That was the seventh question. Is he a soccer player? No. This is the eighth question. Hockey player. No. Ninth question. You know any other contact sports, Chad? Dude, I I don't know if he's adding baseball in there. That'd be blasphemous if he is. Is it a team sport? No. First good question. That was the first good question. At the end of the round, Chad gets one huge. Connor, it's got to be. Is it NASCAR? Connor. It is not NASCAR. That was his 11th. That was the 11th question. He kind of threw it away. Connor. Is there fighting in this sport? Yes. So that's, hold on, one, two. Twelve. You guys each have two left. Is it? All right. So he said there is fighting, correct? Yeah. So we, we're down to three possible possible scenarios here. Does this is this sport? Is I'll just say is it is it MMA? Yeah. All right. John's Bones Jones. And Chad gets on the board. Let's go. <laughs> wow, good for you. That was really well done. That was well done. And and it, it was looking like you guys were really <laughs> fucked for a while there until Chad asked the team sport question. Do you wow. have any fun facts about John Bones Jones for us? Rochester have- boy. Rochester yes. boy. Does anyone oh, yeah. know where he's from in Rochester? I've always wondered that. I think he's from the city. He lives in Ithaca still. Um, wow. No wonder he's doing cocaine all the time. Wow. He, uh, you know, he gets busted a lot, so it is what it is. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Are there any big Union, fights U- coming Union, up? Union Endicott High School. You know where that is? Thing I do, yeah. Yep. Does uh, anyone know if there's any big fights coming up in the near future? I don't think there are. Uh, but hell of a question. Um, still waiting for McGregor to friggin' do something. Someone big, dude. Someone everyone isn't knows. Pacquiao uh, boxing soon? He is, yeah. Let's see. Is Pacquiao still like the governor of the Philippines or like some politician over there? Does anyone know? He's something. He's something. He's definitely got a few stars or something. He's fighting July 20th against Keith Thurman. That sounds like a a backup running back. I will be throwing uh, money on that fight. No, you got it. And then there's not uh, not much in the way of MMA, unfortunately. For a bit here. There's a, actually Greg Hardy fights the exact same night on July 20th. <laughs> Believe it or not, Greg Hardy, he's fighting Michael Vick, in fact. So that's no. a big matchup. No, no he's I'm not. Just, I'm just playing. <laughs> but the person in the matchup below his name is James Vick, and I wanted to see if I could get you attached to the uh, the old line real quick. Uh, that would have been great. Speaking of uh, MMA, I don't know if we talked about this on our last episode. That dude that knocked out uh, Ben Askin or Askren with that flying knee off the uh, off the rip was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, you know what I'm that talking about, like, John. That, that dude came like out a... of nowhere. Which one? The dude who put his hands behind his back before the fight and then just charged Ben Askren or however you say oh, his name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> 
fastest knockout, and I, I will be able to tell my grandkids that I bet on the guy who got knocked out faster than anyone in UFC history. Like, four seconds. Like, and he was, like, a minus 220 favorite. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I want to walk us through your, your mental state when you... John, give us that, a, that an announcement. What, what was that segment called? They give us a little comment. Dude, the problem with that, the problem with that is, one, it was so fast, and I actually was using my computer, and it froze. So all I got was a text message come in. I think it was Austin Woodland. He goes, he killed him. John's going to be pissed. That's all I saw. Computer comes back on, and the guy's sleeping on the, on the carpet. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, I'll do I a live commentary. What are, what are the two guys' names? I don't even know how I mean, you say his name. Ben no, Askren. You don't need it's it. It's not okay. even worth it. I'm going to nip this one before you even get a chance. I'm worried. Okay. Just gonna preserve. I'm gonna preserve your intellect for this. Um, so, um, yeah. Transitioning before we get into the open, um, I think we should take a minute and just, um, for those of you who don't know, a friend of ours, at least a friend of mine, uh, Ryan Maloney was um, unfortunate situation. Uh, he was injured last weekend um not gonna get into it but it was a spinal cord injury and he currently i don't think has feeling uh below his shoulders so a very scary situation for a a a victor alum someone that we all knew fairly well um so if you know ryan or have any interest in in donating to help with uh medical costs and whatnot um you can donate on their gofundme page which we at least I have my uh, a link to in my Instagram bio, and then also the Erlins are coming out with shirts. Uh, you can email tderlin33 at gmail.com. Again, that's tderlan33 at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, I can- actually I actually have the uh, the GoFundMe page pulled up. It's uh, just called Ryan's Recovery Fund. Uh, if you look that up, it was started by Cornell Lacrosse, um, and we've actually raised two hundred three thousand six hundred two dollars of the two hundred fifty thousand dollar goal. Um, you know, never surprises me how well uh, you know the Victor community, Rochester community are are able to come together during tragedies. I feel like we've been having a, too many recently. Um, just around around the city, but we wish him a speedy recovery, nonetheless. Um, just all around sad situation. Wouldn't want to wish that on my worst enemy. So, hoping he can get back to at least a uh, a shell of his former self. And you know, we wish him nothing but the best. Um, go go donate, obviously, if, uh, if if you have a heart. Uh, moving on though uh, from that, um, the NBA summer league finished up last night. Nothing too notable about the summer league, honestly. I just enjoy watching it because I, I enjoy watching basketball. There were a few standouts, yeah. though. I mean, the biggest moment the was the earthquake. Yeah, canceling canceling Zion and his knee for the rest of the uh, tournament. So I I do want to talk about that. So obviously, the, he played in the first game. It set viewership records because he was taking on uh, R.J. Barrett. I believe I saw some tickets were going for as much as $1,000. Um, you know, you had a host of, of NBA stars sitting courtside. And he, he gets he gets a bruised knee, and they sit him out for the rest of, of the league, uh, of the summer. We all agree that this was just purely precautionary, right? We, uh, we don't think it's anything serious. Yeah, and no, the, the other thing about, about Zion that's been going around, it's a lot of people have been saying he's overweight. Um, so yeah. I want to hear about that that argument at least do we think he's overweight do we think it even matters is what it comes down to i I don't think it'll matter because he's like a built like a semi-truck so he can definitely get into shape quick enough for it to not be an issue i just think you know he's he's probably you know it's like freshman 15 but it's like post-draft 15 for the big man so do you think he actually put on did he put on additional weight from when he was at duke or is he the same weight they're just it's more coming to light now so that there hasn't been an official weight that's come out. People have speculated that he's up to as much as 310, which is ridiculous because he was 280 in college, which means I don't think he's put on that much weight. But um, 
I think he's added at least five to 10 pounds for sure. Um, which I think is natural. I mean, dude got drafted number one overall. I'm sure he's been enjoying his, his life down and in I New did, Orleans eating that. I, I, I did see, I did see a, a funny tweet from Kendrick Perkins today who, uh, used to play in New Orleans and he was saying how Zion's going to have to stay in his house because every time Kendrick used to go out in public, all the, uh, the elderly, um, woman would be like, Hey baby, you want some crawfish? Hey baby, you want some of this? And it, I can see that happening down in New Orleans. There's definitely a lot of good, good Southern Cajun food down there that could make you fat if you, you're not careful. Speaking of New thinking Orleans, about thinking about food from like New Orleans, I've never been there, but just the thought of it, you know, just seeing it in movies and stuff, it's like, oh, I need it. I really I, do. I just I think can't live without it now. I just think oh, of gumbo off the bat and crawfish. I I want to ask though, what city? If you were a professional athlete, which city would you most want to play in? It's a great question. It's a great question. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. Chad, what do you uh, think, Connor? Do you have one in mind, or are you just kind of, you know? I have a couple in mind, but I'm, I'm still thinking over I've my got answer. three. San Diego, Nashville, or Portland? I was thinking Nashville. That would have been in my top top choices for sure. Atlanta would be cool, I feel like. Yeah. Um, if you don't get shot. Where, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can do that anywhere these days. It's every city, dude. Every city. Um, would you Miami. play for the Panthers, Miami, Miami, if it's the end of my career. Go down Would you Miami. play in Charlotte? Sure. Charlotte's fun. Fun town. John, we could do really the if end, of our, end of our careers. We could do, you know, the Miami, and we could do a little modeling on the side because we're both. Yeah. devilishly handsome yeah absolutely you know who else is devilishly handsome is uh brooks kepka do we think <laughs> what a what a segue i just oh my god that just got me Woo. shake yourself off chad from that one i that got the nice. goosebumps is kepka gonna win you see he had the the quote of the year potentially today it's up in the top five that was the quote of the year that was that awesome been the quote of the year just in general yeah, for those for our uh, listeners that don't know, he uh, he's given a I think just like a press conference after a practice round today. They they basically asked him what the difference was between his performance in the uh, the major tournaments and and you know your average Joe tournament that the PGA Tour has. He basically came out and said he only practices for the majors, which is one of the greatest quotes ever. He he said directly. He said, "You see me play golf when you see me on TV." Essentially. So he's a baller. He's an absolute baller. I mean, reminds me of AI back in the day. He's talking about practice and whatnot. And uh, after he said that, I think I'm. I, I have to throw the house on him. I think he. I think he wins. Yeah, dude, he, he's he is so good, and knows that he is so good. And now it's like, is talent really better than hard work? Now you got to wonder. You know, the coaches preach it's always hard work, hard work, hard work. This guy doesn't care at all about the sport he plays at. And he is arguably the best on the planet. He just she he only practices for the majors. And he's always in the top ten. It's just it's clockwork. So the open championships Ireland. in uh in Great Britain, correct? Or England? Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. So Ro- rotates UK, every year, Connor. I know you're. I know you're still. You know. Well, that, that's to what I was about. To, that's what I was about yeah. to ask. Is, Ro- is rotates the same course. Ro- rotates between the select like handful of courses every year. Between uh, Scotland, Northern Ireland, and it's not in England, right? I don't think. I believe it is. Uh, and England, then. Yeah, those three. So it's a it's a UK tournament essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And are, are any of the courses particularly harder than the others? They're all they're all very similar out when you're out there. They're all Lynx courses that are um, usually right on the water, so it's a ton of wind, usually some uh, some weather, some rain, colder, so it favors the younger chaps it, it that is, are uh, more yeah. nimble. This is the tournament where it's it's the weather versus the players, pretty much. Weather in the course versus the players more than any of the other ones. A lot of elements out there. If I was playing out there, I think I brought this up before, I would have to probably bring two or three boxes of golf balls, genuinely, just to feel just to feel confident I'll make it through the round. You know. Now, 
Now, I know some tournaments and courses favor, you know, your long hitters versus your your short your short game players. Uh, this tournament in particular, is there one group of, of players that's expected to do better than the others? Like you said, I'm, I'm trying to learn this whole golf thing. Not uh, not as in tune with it. Um, I think in general, the Open Championship favors European players. That's not always the case. Um, and it's definitely, uh, you see those guys that were, a lot of the Europeans are have been over there now for a few weeks because they play in the Scottish Open and uh, a couple other European tournaments up. Uh, that happened after the U.S. Open wrapped up. So I would say in general, it favors European guys. Uh, that's why McElroy is now the favorite mm-hmm. and not Kepka. Um, I think the course is 70. It's 7,300 yards. So it's it's right in line with the length of Beth Page and um, Augusta. It's uh, longer than um, Pebble. So I, I think it helps younger Europeans. Uh, so the guys like Fleetwood, John Rahm, uh, McElroy. Yeah, just to name a few. I think it hurts guys like Tiger. I think older guys, it's going to hurt just because it's going to be colder. And now, like, like we saw well, at Pebble when the weather was chilly, I think it takes a little while for those guys to get warmed up if they do at all. Tom Watson is he's in this one, right? Didn't we have a conversation about this? Tom Watson, he always seems to be just like in the open. He's always in it until Sunday. So you're right about the age thing. He just doesn't have enough left in the tank for that fourth day. But that's a good take. It's a good take. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the the odds for the tournament. I already had it. It's it's Rory and um, Kepka tied plus six fifty, I believe. I see that. And then Tiger's next at plus eleven hundred, which is mind-boggling because he's not going to win this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess we should just touch on uh, a couple of, of bets we like that are value. Oh, I see here that uh, on my site the field. So anyone that's not in here is listed at plus three hundred, which seems a little yeah. strange. I don't know, you know about considering that. Considering that it's not one of the top like fifty, thirty hmm. players or so. Is um a guy that I really like is Emiliano Grillo listed. What are his odds at? He's a guy that's finished um the last no, couple of not. years, done he's really well in majors. Um, another European guy that's I don't know how old he is, but he's a guy that I definitely like. Uh, throw some money on him if you are indeed betting. No, Chad, Chad, your boy, your boy Xander Shoffley, is he American or is he European? With that name, a, I have no idea. He's American. Oh, he's at right, plus well. eighteen hundred. Chad's other guy. You're, are you a Justin? Are you a Justin Rose or a Justin Thomas guy? I I hate Justin Thomas. I I like Justin okay. Rose. Justin Rose, you can get at plus two thousand, which I think is is pretty decent value considering yeah. he's a he's an Englishman himself. Yeah, a bit on two the other guys. Side. I want to say I I don't I really don't enjoy watching him, but Molinari is also plus two thousand. I feel like this is a tournament he might thrive in. And then Stenson, Henrik Stenson's always around. He's plus 2,500, another European. I believe he's Swedish. So Yeah, I got another guy to keep an eye on. I don't know what he's at. Matt Kuchar. Um, he's at plus 3,300 on likes, my site. Like Stenson, they're not long drivers of the golf ball, but really good with the three-wood, the five-wood, the long irons, the hybrids. That'll come into play here um, because there's plenty of holes where you don't have to hit driver um, off the tee. So I think that plays to the advantage of uh, the Stensons and Kuchers of the world. Are you surprised that Jordan Spieth's listed at plus 3,300? He's towards the lower end. I, I don't Not know his history in this tournament, but... Uh, he's uh, won it, or has he won this? He won it once, I think. Quite honestly, he's just really unexceptional right now. He's just yeah. not He's just not playing as good as he did a few years back. Um, you said best bets. I like, I like Kuchar as well. Um, for him to finish top 10, that's plus 310. That's a lot of value on that. Kuchar top 10, plus 310. And then um, Kepka's minus 140, and I feel like that's free money. I feel like if anything's free money, it's it's Kepka top 10. So, yeah. When is the last major tournament he didn't finish top 10? It's been at least five, right? Maybe six. I don't even. He's played Honor, in what, you, eight. You eight ask total? these questions, and I have absolutely no idea <laughs> the answer. And then you have me scrambling. I'm I'm running as fast as I can to Wikipedia to try to find this answer for you. I have no idea. 
Um, what was your question, though? Your second well, question? I said that, that he's only played in, what, nine majors? Tops? Eight majors? His last not top ten was the Open. He opened last year. He finished tied for 39th. But he actually has two top tens there in his career uh, two years prior. Tied for sixth, tied for tenth. So, All right, Good so play. we... We like we like we have value on Kucher top ten. We like Brooks top ten. Mm-hmm. We we don't mind Justin Rose. We don't mind Kucher winning the tournament. Is there any value in putting money on Rory as the favorite? Uh, he kind of gives me a concussion. Inclined, I would be much more inclined to put Rory also top ten at minus one fifty than to win the tournament. I don't think he has it anymore, really. But yeah. you never know. I don't know. Going to be a good tournament, nonetheless. Uh, the boys will be doing another uh, another snake draft, uh, taking four players apiece. So keep an eye out for that. Um, other than that, I'm, I don't think there's. This is a, a really tough time for sports. You know, there's really nothing going on. It's dead middle of the summer. It's hot. Your post. Baseball. I think we didn't talk about baseball once, but it's like the only thing going, but it's just really nothing going on. It was just the all-star break. Um, did we want to, we didn't talk about we already any, touched any, on, uh, Shane yeah. Bieber winning the MVP, which was just stupid. Just a boring all-star game. People are pissed game. about that. Yeah. Any bold predictions for the second half? Any players, teams, anything in that note you guys want to hit on? Yeah. Um, Watch out for the Pirates. That's all I want to say. I will say very good offense. Do you think the Pirates? Do you think the Pirates trade Felipe Vasquez before the deadline? Absolutely not. There's literally zero chance. There's a better chance of you getting signed by the Pirates and them trading Rivera this year. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Hundred percent. One one bit of news that did come out recently. I I know this because he's on my fantasy team, and I almost pulled my hair out. Uh, Luis Severino, who's been out the whole season, he came out and said he'd be happy to uh, slide into the Yankees' bullpen in order to uh, expedite his, his re- re- uh, return to the, the big leagues. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? you think there's any ch- chance he actually goes to the bullpen? Uh, if he doesn't go to the bullpen, I think um, he's not going to pitch this year. I don't see them starting him at all. I think at 25 and one of the – elite arms still in the MLB their Yankees won't risk it um so I see him as a uh a two or three inning guy starting in August I think come playoff time he's going to be the guy that you know you you get in that game and CC gives his classic four innings and then you have Severino come in for like the fifth and sixth then you go to the meat of that of that bullpen I I could definitely see that happening I just think it's going to take too much time now to really get that arm strength all the way back up to him throwing seven, eight innings. So I could see him as that middle reliever. Not a long reliever, but maybe two-inning guy. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think the Yankees are going to win it this year? Is it their year? I I think them, the Astros, and the Dodgers are, are pretty clear-cut That's favorites at this point. Dodgers, yeah. do you think do you think the Dodgers are gonna pull a little Buffalo Bills? Would this be their fourth straight if they go in there? And I lose? think I think it's their third straight. Yeah, they lost they're to getting, Astros. They're getting, it's getting, it's getting and, yeah, scary hours for them, dude. They gotta do something soon. They should have Seager back soon. Uh, question with he's them back. is he's back already. He's oh he, he, is. he, he came back first game post All Star break. Yeah. They got Pollock back. The question with them, though, is their rotation. They've had, like, Ryu's been awesome. Kershaw's been awesome. Bueller's been awesome. If they they if they if can stay healthy, uh, I could see them winning it. It's just Ryu's always hurt. Oh. Kershaw's shown a tendency to get hurt the last few years. And Bueller's young. So who knows uh, what he'll do once he's up to that 150-inning threshold. Uh, then you got some of those other guys that they've been using for spot starts and as long relievers like Ross Stripling and um, Julio Rich Urias. Hill. Yeah, Rich Hill think, could uh, be out for the year. Yeah, I think Ryu is going to regress a lot. They might need to. They're. I think they're going to end up trading for a pitcher probably. Uh, you guys. So, think, so what? What pitchers are on the market then? So the top ones are Bumgarner, Stroman, Robbie Ray from Arizona. And um, that Matthew Boyd from Detroit. 
Oh, okay. And then, um, I mean, obviously a big thing at the the deadline uh, is moving relievers. Uh, you know, what what closers are you guys expecting to see on the move? I well, I, I know I have at least th- I think I have two of two Connor, of them on my Con- fantasy Shane, team. Yeah. So Connor Shane Green is gone. Them. Yeah, Shane Green's gone. You used to have Colome. He's going to be gone. Um, Sergio Romo gone. Um, Shane Green's an interesting case where I like, and from a fantasy perspective, I'd hold on to him because I think if he goes to, um, I don't have an example off the top of my head, but even like Milwaukee, I could see them keeping him in the closer role and moving, um, Hater back to that sixth, seventh, and eighth inning guy. He so, could also win the job in a place like, uh, like Atlanta, Boston. for example. Yeah, Boston. Or Boston. Needs a yep. Yeah. So I think Shane Green's a guy I think, that could. I think Colomay's in that. Colomay's in that same boat. Yeah, he's been very like, good this year. Yeah. There's one. Oh, and then that Will Will Smith from San Francisco, who's been mm-hmm. elite. He's another guy. They said there's like 95% chance he's gone. Dude, MLB trade deadline's always very exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it a lot. The scary know when that is off the top of their head. August July 31st. Or July 31st, yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see what Houston does. Because Houston has, I don't know what it is. They must have the best pitching coach ever because Verlander had two or three years of mediocrity. He goes to Houston and is back to one of the three best pitchers in the MLB. Garrett Cole was really good with Pittsburgh and went to a whole different level when he got traded to Houston. So if they get if they get a guy like Matthew Boyd, like that could be scary. Yeah. They're a good team. Any big bats that are expected to be on the move at the break? Um, I could see, you know, some of the uh like a Chin Su Chu. Um Maybe Jose Abreu, depending on how the White Sox uh, continue this uh, next month into the deadline. Um, But not really a lot of big-name guys. The only other one that I saw that is very far-fetched because he just got traded was JT Real Muto. So he just got traded to Philly. But from what I hear, if there is an opportunity where a – a DeGrom or a Cindergaard or a um, uh, a guy of that nature becomes available that the Phillies wouldn't hesitate to move a real Muto for a guy of that caliber. But highly Mets, unlikely. The Mets definitely won't trade those pitchers in their division. Well, the Mets really screwed up not moving uh, Zach Wheeler already. As uh, I saw, he hit the DL, or sorry, the IL. He might be yeah. out for most of the rest of the year, which basically crushes any trade value he had um other thing speaking of the phillies they got i saw they got booed off the field last night which that team is is an absolute shit show yeah and and it very much reminds me of that philadelphia eagles team that loaded up on free agents that's the year when they had namdi asamoa they got all those guys were expected Mm -hmm. to compete for the super bowl and just laid an absolute dud that's honestly kind of like the vikings last year yeah, a little bit well, like the Vikings. probably probably the best moment in sports when uh, the Angels with the combined no hitter after yeah. Tyler Skaggs' mom throws out the first pitch. That was something nice to wake up to. Yeah, West Coast now, game. Let me. Uh, so I actually took a picture of all the crazy stats that resulted from that game. Let me see if I can find these real quick. All right, so Tyler Skaggs' mother throws out the first pitch. As John said, Angels throw a combined no hitter. Mike Trout hit a home run exactly 454 feet. Tyler Skaggs wore number 45. It was the 11th no-hitter in franchise history. Tyler Skaggs wore number 11 in high school. And the Angels scored with scored seven runs in the first and finished with 13 runs total. Tyler Skaggs' birthday, July 13th. 7-13. Yeah. Absolutely I mean. ridiculous how that stuff works out. Yep. And, and then I, I was also reminded there after um, Jose um, Fernandez Fernandez passed away a few years back. D Gordon hits the yeah. longest home run of his career in the first at bat. Just um, it's crazy. That's this is the stuff that makes me wonder. Like, there's got to be something something higher up out there, right? Like, I mean, you just can't script yeah. this stuff. I don't yeah. know. But that you know that's stuff like that. That's, that's why we love sports. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's why we love it. That's something for the classroom boys to maybe touch on. They, they can. Well, this is God. us passing them the baton as we're going to sail off into the night here. We're sailing off tonight, boys. We're on a boat. Come <laughs> sail away. Come sail away with Alyssa. We'll see you next week, ladies. Thank you for listening. Productions by AJ Bradbury.